Hello and welcome back to Office Thoughts with Alan. I am so glad that you've decided to join in and listen to another episode. Uh, like I had said before, we are shooting for one episode a month, and this is our April episode. I know it's coming later in the month, but I hope that you still get a chance to listen to it. Um, first and foremost, before I get into anything else in the episodes or in this episode, I do want to say thank you to all of you that have listened so far. Um, that have shared the podcast and have been involved in whichever way you've been involved with it. Uh, I want to thank you all for having over 100 listens already. Uh, It was really exciting to watch that number grow to 100, and I will gladly watch it grow even further, but uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Um, A lot of times I just throw on the microphone and just talk and see where it goes from there. Um... So you get a lot of realness from me in these podcasts. And so I will continue to, to make them. I'm going to try to put a little more effort into them, um, especially with as many people listening now. Uh, so thank you. And I hope that you continue to be blessed by the things that are said in the podcast. I hope that you're getting information that's in, that's vital for you uh, in your life. So again, thank you for listening to Office Thoughts with Alan. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Again, welcome back to Office Thoughts with Alan. Um, Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening today. Last time we left off, we were talking about being in the week of the wedding and all of the chaos that went into planning it and all the the fun that was happening and the things that we were looking forward to. Now that we are a month out from the wedding, we've um, had an amazing ceremony. You know, sometimes you hear about all the chaos that happens and um, not We didn't do everything that we planned to do, um, but the wedding was perfect. We had a great crowd show up. We had a great crowd of our family there and friends and loved ones and people that we wanted there. There were obviously people that couldn't make it. And we understand that like life happens and it's not easy to go um, travel. Like I have family in Ohio, so it's not easy for all of them to travel down here. And Jenna had family in, all through Georgia and, and some of Alabama, and it's not easy to make that trip all the way to uh, Tennessee for the wedding and we were just appreciative of all the people that uh, gave gifts all the people that um, showed their love showed their support and uh, we're so grateful for that Um, a couple things I wanted to talk about from the wedding Um, it was great to see my family from Cleveland Uh, I have not seen them since 2018 obviously I didn't get to see all of them but seeing my aunt and uncle and uh, three of their kids that are grew up to be my some of my great friends um they're my cousins obviously but they grew up closer than that um it was fun having my groomsmen there um you know sometimes we we struggle to decide who we're going to get in our wedding um i had a lot of friends that i could have thrown in there a lot of great friends that i would have gladly put in the wedding uh wedding party if we could add everybody but obviously we don't want to do all that so I was appreciative of those that I had. Um, glad that my cousin CJ was able to be one of my groomsmen. Um, glad that I had my buddy Austin Steele, um, my friend Ian, we're, we're like brothers as well, and then of course my best man Devin and all the things he did for us that day, whether it was ironing clothes or steaming clothes, which Ian helped with that too. But all of these things that went into getting things prepared for the wedding. Um, 
the the guys went over the top and uh, the same for Jenna's bridesmaids um, she's probably thanked them or you know had conversation with them about it already and obviously she's not one for talking um, especially on like a podcast or things like that but um, we're thankful for all the help that they did and all the things that they helped do and them willing to drive up uh, from Adairsville or from Tallapoosa all these different places to help get things prepared for the wedding and uh, we're just so grateful for it um, one of my favorite things that we did for our wedding is we set up a an area of remembrance for my mom and my grandparents all four um, and then for her dad and her grandparents uh, three of them that had passed already and uh, it was so nice to be able to set that up but we had pictures um, we knew that those that they would have supported us if they were here and so we were so grateful and we wanted to make sure that we honored them um, another thing that was one of my favorite moments of the wedding was um, or the reception I should say we decided that throughout all the chaos of weddings and everything that we had heard that it's hard to find time to spend with your spouse on wedding day and if that's not the truest thing I've ever heard we rode to the the church together that day we weren't super superstitious about that uh, she didn't want me to see her in dress in her dress before but we rode to the church together with and we brought her niece with us and um, so other than that though we weren't together for the rest of that day until after like until service and uh, we decided that we wanted to do a dance at the end of this the reception so as we were getting prepared for the send-off everybody else went outside um, there was our sound guy which Ian jumped in and did our sound for the reception and uh, a couple people that were cleaning up in there but other than that her and I had our last dance alone um, we did a first dance and then we did a last dance by ourselves it was just us two and I was so grateful for those moments of um, just having that that moment of memory of that time together there um, from the reception one of my uh, favorite moments was, or some of my favorite moments were the speeches that were given um, if you do not know me personally and you've stumbled upon this podcast online somehow just know that I'm a very emotional person I've got a really great heart and uh, hearing the things that people say about me uh, there are times where I may not believe that in myself but uh, I'm so grateful for the people that we had that, that spoke uh, the things that were said um, I'm grateful for the love that was shared that day um, <clears throat> sorry now that you're listening you know for sure that I have a good heart and that I'm uh, emotional at times but when we look at the the day of the wedding I want to point out I want to give some advice to people have fun there's a lot of stress that comes with planning weddings. There's a lot of stress that comes with putting together everything for this one day, for what turns into just a couple hours, uh, for a ceremony that turns into maybe 20 minutes at the most. Um, have fun. Enjoy yourself. Uh, make sure that you make memories with your spouse. Um, we we had a, a great photographer in uh, Sherry that goes to my church. She helps with the ministry there. We had a great, uh, she took like, oh, she said she took over 1,500 pictures 
of course, there's like duplicates and stuff. Got it down to about 500. And she put together a slideshow for us. We just watched it the other day and we're in tears watching it. Um, we're so excited to see how the pictures turn out. Um, but make sure that you get things to remember the wedding of, or wedding by. Um, make sure you have fun. Sometimes it doesn't take having to put up all these decorations. Sometimes it just takes getting to see the people that you love. Uh, be able to make those connections with them and grow together from those things. Um, so those those are the things that really kind of stood out to me. We had a great um, honeymoon of sorts. We stayed at our apartment. She moved in after the wedding. And so we decided we would just stay in the apartment. And we drove to uh, Pigeon Forge for the day. We went to a, an aquarium and we ate really good food, and then we came back here, uh, and then we went and ate at a really nice restaurant here. Uh, but we we just spent those that time together, and uh, that's also very vital. Is that you just find time to spend time together, even after uh, the wedding is over, uh, because that's your best friend for life. And if you're not marrying who you think is your best friend for life, I challenge you to really consider who you're you're planning to marry. Uh, I don't know who that was for, but there you go. Um, but we are going to jump into a topic here, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. Our topic that we're going to cover today is something that I believe that we all face in our life, and it's something that we um, may struggle with being open about that we're facing or we may even be in denial with the fact that we're dealing with it. Uh, but our topic for today is burnout. Um, I believe that we all have moments of burnout in our lives. Um, they could be big or small. They could be um, massive or just uh, minute things. But I think we've all faced some sort of burnout in our life. There are some people, I believe, that um, may burn out faster than others and just reach that point so quickly and then they just kind of get that burnout stage and they just work their way through it real quick, and they're, they're fine on the other side of it. Uh, and I believe that there's other people that um, go through a lot of crap, go through a lot of stuff, and then hit that burnout stage, and they just crash and burn. They don't go any further. They, they just get stuck in that place of burnout and can't get on to the other side. Um, when I think of burnout, I think of something that I had learned when I was younger, um, it was an, an analogy about a frog in boiling water. Um, if you've never heard this analogy, I'm going to share a little bit about it now. Um, if you were to have a pot of boiling water on the stove and you were to throw a frog into the boiling water, that frog would jump out immediately. It would know that the water's hot, it would get out quickly, and it would keep itself from being in any more harm. But if you were to put a frog in water that is not boiling, um, and then begin to bring the water to a boiling temperature, that frog would not know that it was getting burned alive. That frog would not know that it's about to die in that situation because its skin, its temperature is getting used to the temperature of the water until the point where it can't. And at that point, it's too late for the frog to get out. We have an issue in our lives where we sit in burnout longer than we should. Or we sit in places that were, that are causing burnout and we need to find a way to get out of those places. Um, I know that there have been points in my life where I've dealt with burnout. I know that we've kind of talked about uh, certain points of that uh, in previous podcasts. But I wanted to kind of go in a little more detail uh, in this one. 
And so um, I do have some statistics here um, if you would like to listen in and hear some of these things. I have some statistics for you, some symptoms, and then some ways to solve it uh, to end our podcast today. But number one, this, these statistics are coming from uh, everyonesocial.com. Number one, 75% of workers have experienced burnout. 75% of workers have experienced burnout. 67% of all workers believe that the pandemic has made burnout worse. That's not to say that 70, only 65% or 67% are dealing with worse burnout. That's to say 67% of people believe that it's gotten even worse uh, after the pandemic has started or now where we're at today. Thirdly, 76% of respondents to flex jobs, uh, which took this uh, survey, said workplace affects their mental health. And whether that is you can't find ways to unconnect from work or whether the stress of work just kind of carries over into your everyday life or whether it's just causing mental health or even physical health issues, um, they're they're saying that was 76%. So over three-quarters of the people that that took that survey said that the workplace was causing mental health issues for them. And of course, with all the chaos and all the insanity of today's uh, world and today's climate, it's hard to to find a a way to plug in and not be in that way or not be afraid or not to be scared of what's going on. And so um, here's some symptoms of burnout. Things that you may see, these are not all things that you would, like if you face these things, these are not always leading to burnout. These are just some symptoms for burnout. Uh, Reduced performance and productivity, whether that's work or in life. Uh, Anxiety, detachment, low mood, difficulty concentrating. Lack of creativity, fatigue, or loss of purpose. Those are more emotional things, obviously. Um... These are things that definitely could take over your life and kind of cause control. And some of those things can lead to other things. And when you lead to those other things, those other uh, problems, it's really easy to get stuck in burnout. Um, And it really makes sense as to why those things are symptoms of burnout. Some other more physical symptoms of burnout um, are headaches, uh, gastrointestinal issues, hypertension, increased susceptibility to cold and flu. When you're stressed or when you're at a point of burnout, it is, it is scientifically proven that your immune system is affected by that. And it's easier to get sick. Um, it's easier to, to feel sick when you're having those issues of burnout. So you have to find a way to examine yourself and say, what am I going through? If, is, if this is burnout, how do I get past this point? What are things that I'm doing in my life that are causing this burnout to get worse? What are some ways that I can overcome this burnout? You know, whatever it may be, whatever you may have to tell yourself, um, we have to find ways to to get over that. Um, I think back to when I first started at Gestomp back in 2016. I started in April of 2016. And when I started that job, they told me that I would be working four tens, four 10-hour shifts, uh, Monday through Thursday, and then I would uh, have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and would go back and do the same thing the next week. When I first started, it was great. I was doing that with no issue. They are like, hey, if you'd like to work uh, overtime hours, you can. You can work this Friday. Um, we're going to work four to six to four, six to eight hours. And uh, 
I would do that. I'd go in and make a little extra money here and there just to have the extra money. Um, but then it got to the point where it became mandatory to be there on that Friday, and it went from uh, volunteer six to eight hours to mandatory ten hours. Um, so five tens every day or every week, and I was just kind of getting burned out. And they told us um, we may be taking a two-week break in July. And I was thinking, okay, what can I do to help me get over this burnout, help me to get over this these things? At first, I was like, I'll just stay home and sleep for the rest of uh, my two-week break. And then I decided, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just drive to Cleveland. So I got a hold of my cousin CJ. I asked them what they were doing that week, and he said that, we were, that they weren't doing anything. I said, okay, I'll let you know Monday if I'm going to come up. And so I legit just woke up that morning i we were told we had the two weeks off uh one week was paid the other week was not but i was like whatever i'll just take this trip and so i took my car that morning and got an oil change done and i texted my cousin cj and i said i'll be there this uh, i'll be there in the at night and so i just took off and drove and it was kind of a relief for me to just get up and go and not have to stress about anything else i just went and i had an amazing time with family um got to visit them and the the bigger part of it though I think was just kind of unplugging from things. Now I did have music going um, at that time. I had an iPad, I had my phone, and so I would listen to podcasts and stuff on my phone, and then I would listen to um, music on off my iPad, and I would just do this consistently. Um, one would die, the other one I'd put it on a charger, and you know it was just a cycle of things like that. But I think that it was really good for my brain to just kind of unplug from things and to go see family. And um, we we struggle with that, with the busyness of life. And uh, I know a lot of different people, not to get into their stories, but had issues with that with COVID. They, they were so afraid to go see family um, because they didn't want to get people sick. And some of them lost family in that time. And they lost that time that they could have been with them because they were too worried about everything else going on in the world. Where if they were to just say, you know what, we'll find ways to do this safely. Or if they just would have said, you know what, I want to see my family. Um, we, we've, we have issues where we don't want to reach out to people. Or we'll work and we'll get exhausted from work and we don't want to um, to deal with people. I know that uh, that was one of my, my biggest things is um, when I was working there. That was when I dealt with the most burnout. Um I've dealt with some in ministry, but my biggest amount of burnout was when I worked at Gestomp. And a lot of times I would be putting group messages, and I hate group messages. Um, I don't like the, the constant blowing up of my phone. And so we were, I would be getting in bed at 6, 7 o'clock because I had to be up at 2 or 3 in the morning. And... Uh, I'd get a group message. Someone would start a group message and include me in it, and they knew that I had to go to work, and I would be so upset. And I, I would tell them, don't add me to group messages. Just let me know what the plans are this weekend, and I'll just jump in and go. But sure enough, someone would always add me, and it would. some of the stuff would never be important. But when, I, when we look at those moments of burnout, we have to find ways to get unplugged from things. So here's some ways to overcome burnout. According to Harvard, or this is according to Harvard Business Review. Uh, unplug, put away your phone, tablet, uh, whatever device that you have, etc. Take your watch off because that watch is going to buzz just the same. Um, one thing that I do at night, I put my phone in do not disturb mode. 
Uh, obviously, if it's important, it will it can come through. But for the most part, there's not going to be much importance coming through that late at night. So, I, you know, certain contacts are set to, to be able to buzz through. But over, overall, whatever happens in the middle of the night, I can get to in the morning. Um, it's not going to be the end of the world. And that's just the truth. If you're too worried about what's going to happen... Um, in the middle of the night for you that you have to be on your phone or you have to be able to get to your phone um you have to be able to read every text message or every buzz that comes through that's a problem um that will lead to some burnouts because you're not sleeping well um so unplug put away those devices turn off the tv um i know that we are all suckers for a good binge watching and things like that but you've got to find ways to turn off the tv and do other things that are that are fun maybe just go for a drive um Maybe go sit at the park or walk at the park. Um, do something. Go play disc golf. Go play regular golf. Go play putt-putt. Like, do something fun that's outside. Um, you can do things pretty... There's some things that you can do that you don't have to spend money to do. You can just go do it for fun. Now, if you want to go spend money and do something, you're very welcome to do that too. But but turn unplug from the devices. Uh, take a break from social media. There's so much chaos and stress on social media that if you're stressing at work or stressing in family life, then you go to social media, you're going to see all the chaos and all the stress there. Um, Social media is big on algorithm. So if you're looking at things that are stressful, you're going to see more things that are stressful. If you're looking at things that uh, cause trauma, you're going to see more things that cause trauma. All these things you've got to find a way to unplug from. You've got to find a way to cut it off. Delete the app from your phone. Do whatever you've got to do. Maybe you delete the app and you decide that, you know what, I'm done with it. And you delete the whole thing. Um, but you've got to find ways to, to take a break. Uh, do something interesting. This is one thing that I struggle with a lot of time. I like doing a lot of the same things. Um, be willing to take chances. Go do something fun. Jenna and I, one of our first dates, we went to um, the Sky Bridge in Gatlinburg. Um, well, I say first dates. We were dating about a month at this point. We just drove up for the day. And we got there and I was like, I don't even want to be here because I'm afraid of heights and she's afraid of heights, but we did it. We took the chances. We did it. Um, you've got to be willing to do things that are out of your comfort zone or things that you may not, you think that you may not enjoy. Um, take a long weekend, uh, use one of your work your personal days or a vacation day, um, to take a Friday or a Monday and have a long weekend. Or if you have, you know, the opportunity to take a couple more days, um, I know it's hard to come by with the world and the, with the, the things of this world. You've got to plan for your vacations and stuff. But be willing to take a day here and there just to help you kind of get over the monotony of the scheduling of work. You know, getting that extra extra day in. This is one thing that I struggle with. Um, but I think that we all can learn from a couple of these things, actually. Exercise. Go for a walk. Do something to get your heart rate going. This is Like I said, I struggle with it. I, I try um, I need to get bad, better at doing this. Um, eating cleaner as well. Um, Jenna and I have done a little bit better about um, what we cook and how we cook things. And we've been eating home more than we've been eating out. And so we have kind of been able to control what we're eating a lot better than we had when we were going to restaurants and things like that all the time. So eating cleaner is important. Practice sleeping better. You've got to, again, this goes back to the phone thing. You've got to learn to shut the phone off earlier than uh, just when you get in bed. Um, You've got to find ways to get better sleep. However that is, get you a diffuser or 
whatever it may be for you to fall asleep. Um, practice sleeping better. And the last thing that I've had on this list was ask for help. Um, a lot of people are struggling with the same things that you're struggling with. Um, you may go to a church or you may deal with people or be around people at work or in your family or your friend group that are all facing some of these same issues. You've got to find a way to get help if you need it. Um, too often we try to handle things on our own. We're human. We do that. It's life. But you've got to find a way to get that help that you need, the help that you deserve, um, or else you're going to you're gonna crash and burn and you're going to face more issues than, than you, can, you can hold on to. And so um, I want to challenge you this week, or this month, I should say. I don't know when I'm going to be posting in, in May. Hopefully it's a lot sooner than the end of the month. Um, but I want to challenge you to reach out to somebody. Share this with somebody that you know that may be struggling with um, anxiety or struggling with burnout, I should say. Um, encourage them that if they need help that you're there for them um, because they may just need somebody to ask them we uh we're very we're very um stubborn as people we don't like to ask for help we don't like to uh be the ones to ask for it i'm the worst about not asking for help um there's times where i need it and i don't ask for it because I just think, you know what, I'll just handle it on my own and hope for the best. But we need that help sometimes. Be willing to ask someone if they need help. Be willing to ask for help if you need it. If you're struggling with burnout and you need somebody to reach out to, um, reach out to me. And I don't know that I could get back to you immediately, but I'll do my best. Um, I'll do my best to get back to you and I'll do my best to talk to you, talk you, talk you through what you're struggling with. Uh, and seeing if there's a way that I can help you. Um, if not, I know that I've said this a million times, find someone to, to mentor you or find a counselor to talk to. Um, you don't have to go pay for anything important. Um, I'm not going to like give you advice as to where to go to on here, but if you, if you need a counselor, go look online and find somebody. There are free options uh, to get consultation. There are people that you can reach out to. Um, find a friend that you could just talk to find an older uh, older person in your life that have gone that have faced some issues that you know that have overcome some things find out what they're doing and make those changes in your life you deserve it um it goes back to what i try to say and what i've i try to live in my life you've got to do the best to be the best you that you can be and if you're doing the best to be the best you that's all you can do i hope you have a great day Again, thank you for listening to Office Thoughts with Alan. You can follow me on social media at Alan C. Ramey on Instagram. Um, I do have a TikTok as well. You're more than welcome to go there. It's not as uh, insightful as this. It's more comedy and goofy, but uh, you have the options to, to follow me on socials, to reach out. Please use the questionnaire if you would like to would like me to go deeper into a topic or talk about a specific topic. Uh, again, thank you for just being a part of um, this podcast, and thank you for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.